they do like exterior things in Philadelphia. Although the outside of the bar is like, <coughs> excuse me, in some like lot in like LA. Soundstage. Yeah, well, it doesn't even look like the the real Patty's Pub. I've been to the real Patty's Pub. Uh huh. Very small. It's like yeah, yeah. It's pretty small. It's like the size of a bedroom almost. Uh, there's a lot of those little bars around. Yeah. It's a, and yet they still manage to do like live music in a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, always awkward. You ever gone to a really patties. small venue like that and watch live music and you're like standing right next to the people playing? Yeah. Always awkward. Yeah, I usually don't stay there very long. No. I go to a much bigger bar with no band. And yeah, that's all right. Uh, I like the little bars of, uh, I guess, a band. Live music is always fun, but... Sometimes uh, it's just loud. But no, that show is good. I, I can't say I've watched that much of it. I, I remember, I think I watched the whole first season, like, while it was on. Yeah. And then, for some reason, and color me stupid on this one, but, like, I was really... You're stupid! I was really against Danny DeVito joining the cast, because, like, I really yeah. liked the first season. I was like, this is going to change the whole show. Right. Danny DeVito, like, that's not, like, always sunny in Philadelphia. Is he from Philadelphia, do you know? I have no idea. I don't know either. But, uh, no, great addition to the cast, really great dynamics. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, awesome show. A lot of people compared it to Seinfeld early on, I remember, like, 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 uh, in that it had a lot of unlikable sort of characters yeah, doing bad things. Yeah, I can see that. Things. It's like the new Seinfeld. Everybody hates the main characters. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not sure if people hated the main characters in Seinfeld. They had a lot of enemies. Yeah, well, okay, people in the show. Yeah, I mean, they were definitely, like, selfish people. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, remember the, uh, the series finale of Seinfeld? Yeah. Where they went to jail? Yes, I do. Uh, I'm not sure how I felt about that. Uh, no, no, nobody, I mean, it, it was pretty generally unliked. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind the premise so much. It was more the execution that they turned it into, like, a clip show. Yeah. With series finales, you're supposed to run the clip show before you run the final episode, not as the final episode. Yeah. Um, I agree. I don't know. It was alright for what it was. Like, how else could they have done it? I don't know. How would you it have does, done that? It didn't really have Seinfeld. an overarching... It could have just been uh, an episode of Seinfeld. could have been the last episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. Did it really need to, like, tie up loose ends? Nah, nah. Actually, one of my favorite episodes of Seinfeld, I think, was, like, the second to the last episode. Uh-huh. When they were doing the... I think it was, like, the Puerto Rican gay pride parade. I don't remember that one. And, uh... George was stuck in traffic, so he went to go see a movie. Oh, this and, is something uh, familiar. And, uh, it was the, the Hindenburg movie. Uh-huh. And, uh, when the the blimp crashed he was gonna yell that's gotta hurt really loud <laughs> and make yeah. everybody laugh but uh his joke was uh like overshadowed overshadowed by this guy with a laser pointer uh and laser he was all pissed guy. off so he went back out to where his car was and uh the guy with the laser pointer was like on a roof or something shining the laser pointer at him uh-huh. and i don't know i'm not sure Comedy if i actually ensued. saw that episode i've definitely heard about it plenty but uh so uh what else you've been uh watching this this past week, um, or listening mm. to, or whatever. Oh, um, hold on a sec. Okay. I, uh, alright. But, uh, no, no, I was inspired to revisit The Dark Knight by something I saw on the internet. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, somebody commented on one of our things, uh, about our review of Thor. They were not happy with our review of Thor. Oh, that's actually not what I'm talking about. Well, what did you see that reminded you of uh, The Dark Knight? Uh, well, there's this new viral kind of picture out of Bane from the new Batman. Oh, yeah. Hell yes. I showed you that. Yeah. Yes, actually. you did. Yeah, but uh, I, I think I was thinking about that and thus sought out the picture because of the comment on uh, our Facebook. Which, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're not uh, a fan of our Facebook page, shame on you. Yeah. Go like our Facebook page. Tisk like, tisk. Yeah, we, we worked hard on that. We, we work hard to bring you wonderful, wonderful content, yeah. including the podcast, but also you'll find lots of cool blog posts. I'm working on one right now, actually, uh, defending our rating system. Yeah, so don't make us cry, people. Yeah, jo- join us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. <coughs> anyway, Dark Knight, end this picture. Uh, yeah, uh, Tom Hardy is playing uh, Bane. Now, now, who is Tom Hardy? I actually really like Tom Hardy. He's probably like my favorite of like the new actors coming out. Uh-huh. You know... Okay. I don't know who else to put him in that category with, but new actors. He's, category. Yeah, he's a he's a new-ish sort of actor. He was in uh, he was in Inception. Okay. He was who the was guy, he in Inception? He was the I forget what like his job was in Inception, but he was the guy who could like become different people <laughs> and like he, I, I guess he was a forger or something. Okay. He was the guy who became that lady. To, I only saw Inception once. To steal that guy's wallet. So, uh... He was British. 
Yeah. He, uh, he met Leonardo DiCaprio in the bar. Okay, okay, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember that part. That's Tom Hardy, and I really like that guy. Does he's he cool. have the physique to play Bane? Or are they doing some sort of yeah, prosthetics? he's a big guy. He might he probably bulked up a lot more to play Bane, but they might have some prosthetics. Absolutely, because basically Bane has to be two different sizes, right? Because yeah, he's he got to go from regular to big. Yeah, so should be interesting to see how that turns out. I like the photo, though, because... Uh, I like that they kind of shied away from having an actual, uh, what, what do you call a Mexican wrestler? What is that called? Uh, mariachi, or... I'm pretty sure it's not mariachi. Enchilada! What was that dumb movie with, uh, with, uh, Jack Black? Uh, that? Nacho Libre. Okay, that doesn't help. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh... No, I know what you mean, though. Yeah. But, uh, Mexican they, they shied away from that, and they gave him a more, like, medical kind of looking thing, but one that could be kind of scary if put in the right context. Yeah. Because, uh, being... As I understand it, and I'm not a huge comic book reader, uh, but Bane is supposed to be very intelligent and stuff, unlike uh, oftentimes his media portrayal. You mean like the the Schumacher portrayal? Yes, specifically the Schumacher portrayal. Oh, God, I hate how they screwed that up. They just made him like a henchman in that. Yeah. He wasn't the one that finally killed Batman. And he wasn't like a doctor beforehand. He was like a criminal that they were like testing their like poison ivy juice on. And looked ridiculous. Yeah. Like the, the makeup was terrible. I was looking at a picture of it. It looked like... You ever see those, like, uh... Those Japanese television shows where they have, like... Like, the Power Rangers started off as one of these types of shows where they have, like, ninja guys? Uh-huh. It looked like he was a character out of one of those. Well, like the putties? Yeah, like he was a putty. <laughs> or, like, that season's putty equivalent. Yeah. But, uh... So, so what do you got about uh, Dark Knight? Let's talk about Dark Knight. Yeah, let's do some talking about Dark Knight because I rewatched it. It's still as good... But, uh, I don't know, a couple watches of that movie and you really start to pick apart, like, everything that's wrong with it. Because there's a lot of stuff wrong with it. Well, what's wrong with it? Uh, it was very poorly edited. Yeah? I think, um, I think what they were doing was, like, they were trying to get really cool shots. Okay. But they didn't really think about how to put those shots together. I see it. You know what I mean? Because it was like, uh, what do you call that, IMAX? It was all shot in IMAX and stuff. Right. They, right. Were, they were like, let's make every shot really cool looking. Okay. But I think they did that, and then afterwards they were like, wait, how are we going to link these shots together? Like, uh, you, know, you know that part where he's on the motorcycle and he's chasing the truck? Yeah. And everything? There's literally, like, a couple shots in that whole motorcycle scene where, like, Batman's driving down one street, and then the next shot he's driving down something completely Really? I, I never noticed that. Like, he's in an alley, and then he's on a road, and then he's back in an alley again. I hear people who are from Chicago are bothered by the editing of that movie because... You recognize, like, where they are, and then they're just suddenly, like, halfway across town. That's actually my other big problem with the Dark Knight. They're just in Chicago. <laughs> in, uh, in Batman Begins, they at least, like, tried to... It was it was in Chicago, because they had that bridge. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, oh, that's just the bridge in Chicago. But, uh, Dark Knight, yeah, they didn't even bother to hide it that it was Chicago. I've never been to Chicago. Like, they you? showed the skyline, and it was just Chicago. Have you been to Chicago? No, but I, I know what Chicago looks like. It There's looks like Gotham City. <laughs> kind of, yeah. If it any city's like... gonna be Gotham City, it's gonna be Chicago. Yeah, I suppose. But you shouldn't just flat-out use Chicago, you know? Well, I mean, what are they gonna do? Build their own Gotham City? I mean, I guess they yeah. managed it for the Tim Burton They've films. They've done stuff like that before. Yeah. yeah they worked in the Tim Burton movies. Yeah, it looked really... I, I, I like the Tim Burton movies. And they did it in uh, Batman Begins, too. Yeah, I guess they, like, digitally manipulated it and stuff to make it look different. Exactly, yeah, they made, like, the wrong I would Gotham be interested City. to see if somebody has something on the internet comparing, like, Chicago to Gotham City, uh -huh. like, in terms of location to location. I bet it would just be basically the same exact thing. Yeah. But... We were having a discussion uh, the other day about uh, where you think Metropolis might be. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Uh, I was saying, like, Middle America-ish. Yeah. I was thinking, like, uh, South Carolina, something like that, because it's definitely on the East Coast, but I don't think but it's... But it's got to near, be near Kansas, right? Yeah, exactly. But and Kansas isn't that near South Carolina, is it? Am I being dumb again? I... I don't know. Pull up a map of the U.S. real fast. Hold on. U.S. map. Standing by. All right, so here we've got our United States map. Here's Kansas, smack dab in the middle of the United States. Yeah. There's South Carolina. Pretty far from South Carolina. That is Carolina. like a thousand miles. Uh, at least. But they're definitely on the East Coast. And uh, Superman can get from Kansas to South Carolina. I think that, you know what, I'm going I'm to... Pretty quick. I'm going to say that I think he's in Illinois. Yeah? Like, like Chicago, kind of. Okay. 
Maybe they're maybe I say East Coast because they're next to one of the Great Lakes. I know they're near like a large body of water. Certainly, I mean they've definitely had stuff yeah. in large bodies of water. But then again, Superman can just be anywhere real fast. Yeah, exactly. So, like he can spin around the Earth and make time go backwards. As yeah, I recall that's from true. He can, which would not do that, but would probably kill everybody on Earth. Yeah, well, whatever. It's Superman. I trust Superman. I I don't really. Have you been reading that book I lent you, the uh, Superman Red Sun? No, no, I've skimmed through it. I don't know. Oh, okay, well, we'll get back to it once you do. I've been watching too much Always Sunny. And Dark Knight, which we should get back to. Okay, all right, back to Dark Knight. Uh, I don't know. It was good. I still like it. Yeah, I mean, I really, really liked that movie a lot. Yeah. Uh, What'd you think of uh, Two-Face? Uh, I thought the special effects maybe were a little distracting on Two-Face. Yeah. Like, the eyeball was a little weird-looking. It, I, yeah, I agree with you. But he just got injured was the thing. Right, right. Well, we had this discussion because because Two-Face is, like, typically portrayed as being, I guess, the bad side of his face is scarred over. Yeah. But this was, like, raw, fresh wound kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was all very fresh. Which I like conceptually, but it just looked really weird. I think if they didn't kill him and they brought him back in the new one, his face would be, like, healed a little bit, you know? Uh-huh. But it would still be all messed up. Yeah. I don't like that they killed Two-Face. I don't know. They've got a lot of Batman villains to go through, potentially. Yeah, but Batman villains never die. Yeah, and I don't think they knew that Heath Ledger was going to uh, die when they made that movie, so I I think that the... Like, clearly, that little speech that they have at the end is implying that, like, Joker ain't going nowhere. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they were going to bring him back. And they're not going to recast that role, I don't think. I don't think they will for, like, a sequel, but they could do it. Eventually, eventually they could do it. I don't know. I, I think I think they're just gonna ha- have it's to hang like, it up on the rafters. It's for not the like hands off or anything. I mean, it's not like they're gonna make that many movies of this. I mean, how many more Batman movies do you think uh, Christopher Nolan is gonna be involved in? Like two? Um, I think before the Dark Knight came out, he said there's gonna be a beginning and there's gonna be an end. Okay. So I think he might just be making three, but people say that and then they go on to make like six. Or they say that, and then they make two, and then Joel Schumacher takes over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we should just give it back to Joel Schumacher, see what he can do with it. I think that would be... We'll just give Batman He's got experience. Yeah. Batman doesn't have enough nipples. He's got, like, four of them (laughs) Just make a big square on his chest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I don't like that they killed Two-Face. Remember, um, like, in, uh, in, like, Long Halloween? You read Long Halloween, Uh right? The Batman comic, which was a great comic, which was a whole lot of uh, what Dark Knight was... Like, yeah, as based I off of, I'm pretty sure it had a whole lot of the same elements, but they didn't kill him in that. In fact, after he got a, uh, after he got like uh, all messed up, Two Face, he went down in like the sewers. Remember that? Uh-huh. I think they should have done that. They should have had like Harvey Dent go down into the sewers, and like remember Solomon Grundy was there. Oh yeah, he could have like teamed up with Solomon Grundy. Did Solomon Grundy start off as a uh, Superman villain? Did he? I think he might have. Not a great villain, and then I think he eventually became like a Swamp Thing. Uh, regular, actually, in the end. Really? I think He's just everywhere. Yeah. Well, I, I think he's, like, a difficult character, because he's definitely, like, a magical character. Is he really? I thought he was just a big, dumb dude. No. Solomon Grundy is, like... I think he started off as a zombie, basically. He's, like, 200 years old. But he's, like, a... I guess an intelligent zombie. Uh-huh. Like, not, like, your typical George Romero zombie. Right. And then, I believe, at some point, he became, like, a... Elemental? Like, he is a like, forest elemental or something now, just like Swamp Thing. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I really don't know much about Swamp Thing or Solomon Grundy, for that matter. Yeah. I do know Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday. Right. That's where it comes from. Something about Tuesday. Something. Hamburgers. Let's stop talking about Solomon Grundy, since obviously neither of us know much about Uh, Solomon Grundy. I don't really know much. But, uh, but, I don't know. Dark Knight was a huge improvement over Batman Begins, in my opinion, which which I was only somewhat of a fan of. I yeah, it, it was cool. I, I liked when I saw it in theaters, but I can't watch that as many times as I can watch Dark Knight. Just the uh, the origin story element of that movie is a little boring. Yeah, I, yeah, I hate is. to be like the ADD adult viewer that's just like I want action and explosions. It is like quite boring. Yeah, but it, it just takes a while to get to the good stuff. Yeah. Whereas uh, Dark Knight. Uh, and I'm not, like, a huge fan of uh, Christian Bale being Batman, still, really. Yeah, it's still a little off-putting, his Batman voice. Like, he's, like, the least, uh... Yeah, do your best Batman likable. voice. Uh, what does Batman say? Hey, you'd think everybody's just like you. 
I'm the goddamn Batman. Yeah. Uh, what else does he say? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> Me almost moving Batman. On. <laughs> Me almost Batman. <laughs> but uh, so all right. What else Bat- you got Batman here? Will. You got some Remember notes Batman here. Will? That was uh. Oh yeah, from the Tick. Yeah, that was um. Who was in Dark Knight actually, and was uh, Richard Alpert on Lost? What? That was Batman Will. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yo, that Le- guy. N- Nestor Carbonell. I know we're like jumping all over the place, uh-huh. but like that guy, does he wear eyeliner or is his he, eyes just naturally like that? He claims he does not wear eyeliner. Cause that is like crazy. Like, how is that possible? He looks like a hieroglyph. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what I mean. He looks all Egyptian with his black eyes. So, uh, but, uh. Speaking of black eyes, though. Something that pisses me off about Batman. You ever notice when he puts on his mask, he just has, like, the, there's big eye holes, you know? Uh-huh. And uh, there's black makeup clearly around his eyes. Yeah. And they never really mentioned that. You know what they should have done to, like, because you know how they, like, uh, they, like, compare the Joker and Batman, like, they're essentially the same person because they put on, like, they put on a show for people. I guess. They're both crazy. They're, like, a new class of... They should have had a point, like, in The Dark Knight where Batman took off his mask. And he had the same black makeup around his oh, eyes. Oh, that would have been sweet. That uh, the Joker had. That would have been and really he was, good. He's like looking in the mirror. I'm not a fan of like mirror like parts in movies. Uh, but... Except for that part in Poltergeist where his face started melting off. Remember that? No, I was not a fan of that either. No, that was awesome. That scared the shit out of me. Ah! But no, wouldn't that have been cool? I always think of that every time I see the Dark Knight. I'm just like, they should bring up that Batman is wearing the same black makeup that the Joker. That's a is. really good idea. Yeah, that's a fantastic idea. I'm all for that. Yeah, me too. Uh, so. Are we done with Black, Dark Knight? Or? Are you done with Dark Knight? I don't know. I, I, I haven't watched it as recently. Let's see what else is in your notes. Uh, understated scene. Ramirez. Remember that character, Ramirez? No. She was like this little Latino cop and stuff. Oh, isn't she an actual character in the comics? I think she might be. But uh, she totally killed Harvey Dent. Because uh, she was working for the Joker. And it was just so weird and poorly done. Like, you barely noticed that she was even a bad guy at all. Uh-huh. You just thought she was a good guy. Wait, but no, it, I'm thinking... But over, like, multiple watchings of the movie, you're just like, wait, she's working for the Joker, and she's bad, and that's just poorly done. I, I honestly don't even remember this. I, I think I'm actually mixing her up with her. Her and, like, the, the fat, like, I guess, chief of police dude. Okay. They, um... <coughs> she, well, her, her mom was in the hospital or something, because she was talking about it with, uh... Uh, what's his name? Mustache. Commissioner Gordon. Yes. Or, like, Officer Gordon or something. He's Whatever still, he was in that. Still not Sergeant commissioner anymore. I think, he, I think he was commissioner at the end of it. Yeah. Because the other commissioner got killed. Okay. And uh, he was talking, or she was talking to him, and she's like, my mom's in the hospital, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And you think she's a good character, but then there's, like, this throwaway scene later on where she, like, where Harvey Dent gets in this car, and she, like, looks on as the car... Like pulls away because she knows that Harvey Dent is going or is, or is getting kidnapped, mm-hmm. and she's not telling anybody because the Joker like paid her off. I see. And uh, like it, then you just kind of don't hear from her anymore. Like she's such a side note in the movie that you just don't really see how bad of a person she is, and she kills Harvey Dent. Well, I think after this talk, I'm gonna have to probably go rewatch that movie. Yeah, because I you might even own that. You barely notice it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, anything else you've been, uh, consuming this week, this past week, that you would like to talk about? Uh... Or that you wouldn't like to talk about? Mmm... Not so much. I watched Apocalypse Now today at work. Oh, uh, yeah? Well, you yeah. can talk a little bit about Apocalypse Now. That is a great movie. Every time I see that, I'm just like, wow. Now, did you watch Redux or the original cut? I think it was Redux. Okay, so it had that extra 40-minute sequence where they're in that, like, French plantation thing. I really like that part where they're in the French plantation. Yeah, yeah. I understand that it messes up the pacing in the movie, which is why I think they moved, removed it, because it was supposed to be getting, like, darker and darker as it went deeper and deeper into the jungle. Yeah. But I, I could also just see this as an interlude, sort of. Yeah, it was like, things were getting dark, and then that part was kind of, like, refreshing. You know, it was, like, yeah. kind of like the calm before the storm. It allowed the uh, the viewer to carry on in what is otherwise a very bleak, very, very, like, bleak movie. Yeah. Just unrelentingly. I love that movie. If that movie came out in theaters, like, a week ago or something... I think I would still love that movie. Well, Redux got re-released in the theaters, as I recall. Did it like really? all three and a half hours of it is. Ah, I wish I went and saw that one. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I wound up picking up on DVD. I have not actually seen the original cut. I've what only a seen wonderful Redux. film. But I actually watched a Vietnam movie this uh, week, too. Yeah? I saw uh, oh, uh, Full Metal Jacket. Yep. Which, uh, again, 
fantastic movie. I really just was like really absorbed into it. I'm a big fan. I just really love the structure. I, I love that it just like drops you right in with like very little explanation. Just starts off basic training. It's like you're following the career of a soldier in a lot of ways. Yeah. And uh, just every element of that. Just the characters are just wonderfully realized, and just the editing, and just so many memorable lines. Uh huh. Like uh, I don't know. I, I wish I had taken some notes on it because I, I really can't quote anything off the top of my head. Uh, I mean, I could go for the obvious, like, what's your major malfunction and whatever. Yeah, Harley Ermey. Yeah. Man, he played that character to death. Yeah, yeah. It over still over is, again. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Basically, he has, like, a television show, I think, called Mail Call or something like that. Yeah. On, uh, like, the History Channel. You know what he was good in? Which he wasn't playing that character in? Uh, Seven. Remember Seven? He was in Seven? He was in Seven. He was, like, the police chief. Okay, yeah, and he played and, uh, it down a little bit. Yeah. yeah, he played it down a lot. He was, like, almost whispering the whole time. He was just talking like a normal dude. Yeah, that's interesting. It's almost like you didn't even realize he was capable of that. Yeah, he was a pretty good actor. Because I think he wasn't actually an actor to start with. I think he was an actual drill sergeant. Yeah, he was a basically, drill sergeant. Basically uh, got, you know, picked up for Stanley Kubrick's Full Metal Jacket. Uh-huh. Um, but no, that movie, if you haven't seen it, that's definitely worth visiting or revisiting if you have seen it. Yeah. So, uh... No, I always forget back to uh, Apocalypse Now. Harrison what? Ford's in that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he's only in the Redux version, actually. Is he really? I'm I don't think I ever saw the, sure. the not Redux version. Yeah, he's in the very, very opening. Yeah, he he has a very small part. He He's probably in the original, because I'm pretty sure he's it's in not. a pretty important part. Right, right, but it's all exposition, and I, th- I think that the original version of that movie might have had less exposition. Yeah. Uh, I really like that part. Yeah, no, he was great in it. But, uh... I just don't think it was in there. Everybody uh, was great in that part. They had that really creepy dude sitting at the table who just kind of maybe maybe stared at uh, Martin Short. Maybe that scene was just expanded. Or but Martin Sheen. Martin. Sheen. <laughs> that would have been a very different movie. <laughs> oh uh, man! Imagine that. <laughs> I am. I can't stop now. It's just like that movie is running in my head. They should remake that movie as Martin or with Martin Short. Replacing, uh, uh, replacing, what's his name, the, the guy at the end. <laughs> uh, Marlon Brando? Marlon Brando. Oh, uh, yeah, Marlon Brando's role in that was, well, be, uh, that was, like, in the middle of, like, Marlon Brando's crazy period, I believe, also, like. I don't, I don't think he stopped being crazy after that, either. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, I think the end of his crazy period was him dying, is kind of what I, <laughs> yeah. what I mean, but, but, like, I seem to recall reading a lot about him, like, walking around the set with an ice bucket on his head. Yeah. Like, calling it some sort of, like, thought helmet or something. But it was just an ice bucket. I sometimes do that. Yeah, well, but you're at parties and stuff. Moon call. Yeah, moon texts. Tell that uh, that story you told me about him on September 11th. Oh, I am not even sure this is him. But, uh, okay, so I saw this thing that apparently... Assuming it's Marlon Brando, because I think he might have been dead by this point. Yeah. But it was like... Marlon Brando, Michael Jackson, I'm sure it was Michael Jackson, and I think, uh... Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan and Oprah. <laughs> and it was, like, uh, Liz, Tale- Liz Taylor or something at the end. Or what's her name? What's what's that really crazy actress lady? Liza Minnelli? Might have been Liza Minnelli. It was Michael Jackson. This story was really about Michael Jackson, but apparently on 9-11, when, the, uh, when everything was going down, they were in New York City hanging out together, and they somehow got it in their heads that the terrorists were after them. So they're like, we gotta Naturally. get out of New York. We have to get out of here. But all the airports were shut down, obviously. Uh-huh. So they were just like wandering around the city until they could find somebody to lend them a car. <laughs> I wonder who that lucky guy was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder if they were like, we need to commandeer this vehicle. <laughs> we're Michael Jackson, Marlon Brando. Celebrity and- emergency. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, bet, I bet Marlon Brando took charge of that situation. Yeah, maybe. Assuming it was Marlon Brando, there's going to be some corrections on that story, I suspect. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, we have to look that up. So, okay, well, what else? Anything else you've been looking at this week? Uh, Always Sunny, Dark Knight, Apocalypse Now. I haven't really watched much of anything else. I've done a bunch. I've been Uh, working on it. I've been listening a lot to uh, this album called The Raincoats by The Raincoats, which was a 1979, uh, kind of a post-punk girl group. Uh Uh-huh. Uh... I would almost call them, like, proto-Riot Girl in a lot of ways. Yeah. Just fantastic listen. I won't go too far into it because I haven't really researched it, but that is a fantastic album, fantastic group, like, way before its time. I recommend, if you're listening to this podcast, 
you would really dig uh, the raincoats. Go check it out. I've not heard the raincoats yet. Yeah, I think I tried to play some for you, but we were like busy. I think you posted something. a link somewhere. And I, yeah, on my personal. I Facebook. saw it and didn't. Uh, you know what? I'll put up a link to it on the uh, the Lunar Media Broadcast. Okay. Facebook. Uh, well, you want to give a shout out to our Facebook page? Yeah, which you should definitely like, by the way. If you haven't liked, you should like the Lunar Media Facebook page. And tell your friends! Tell all of your friends. Don't make us cry, people. <laughs> uh, what else have I been up to? Uh, I've been still watching The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones. Oh, have you? Uh, not much, but I, I got into some of his like older stuff. Like, okay. he uh, joined the Mexican Revolution. The uh, Pancho Villa. Yeah. They, and... uh, they alluded to that in Crystal Skull. Remember that? Did they? Yeah, he was... Uh... He was walking around with Shia LaBeouf. They were in, like, some uh, marketplace somewhere. I forget. Really? And uh, he was so, telling him, like, about his life. Well, uh, Shia LaBeouf was like, uh, where did you learn to speak uh, Spanish or whatever? Uh-huh. And Indiana Jones was like, I rode with Pancho Villo and his gang. And Shia LaBeouf was like, bullshit. He actually said bullshit. I was oh, like, wow. whoa. Edgy. Yeah. But, uh, no, that's kind of surprising to me because I, I didn't realize that the adventures were considered canon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's Indiana Jones, it's all it's all one big story. And then, uh, I guess, off of watching some of that and kind of getting bored again at a certain point, uh-huh. uh, I, I started like thinking about the actual Indiana Jones movies, and I realized I hadn't seen Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade in like a decade. Yeah. And so I rewatched that this week, really, really enjoyed myself. Uh, I guess part of the connection there also was that uh, there's that whole young Indiana Jones sequence with, uh, with River Phoenix yeah. at the beginning of that movie. He did a really good job. Yeah, he was awesome. That whole sequence was fantastic. He got, like, his attitude down. The, like, well. the, the zoo, uh, like, or, or it was, like, a circus train or something. Yeah. Just the perfect setting for, like, a young Indiana Jones adventure. That's where he got, like, his fear of snakes from. And, and he got his and hat. His, and his scar. And his hat. Wait, he has a scar? Yeah. Oh. Harrison Ford's got, like, this trademark scar on his chin. Oh. And, uh... I have never noticed that. River Phoenix gets the scar when he's whipping the crack and... Oh, yeah, yeah. Not whipping, I always not whipping that the was... cracking, but whipping the lion. I always just thought that was more acknowledging that he didn't have, like, innate whipping abilities. Yeah. The, well, the first time he cracked a whip, he gave himself a scar. Yeah. And Harrison Ford's got that scar because he got huh. into a car accident. That'd be a cool scar to get. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of scars on those uh, Star Wars alumni weren't yeah, there. That's a like, trademark uh, scar right there. Well, so did, uh, what's his face? Mark Hamill got his face all messed up between the first Star Wars and... Uh, car accident. Yeah. He got his face completely reconstructed. If you watch Return of the Jedi and watch The New Hope, he looks like two totally different people. Yeah, it's crazy. But, uh, and also to tie it into an earlier conversation, maybe the best portrayal of the Joker was Mark Hamill. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's a tie between Heath Ledger and Mark Hamill. But uh, let's now go back to The Dark Knight right now. Okay. Let's say uh, in the, uh, the, uh, the Last Crusade. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think it might be my least favorite of the three original uh, Indiana Jones. Your least favorite? Yeah, I think it's my least favorite. I kind of agree. It was my favorite at first, but the more you watch it, the more kind of ridiculous it gets. It's... I remember liking it a lot as a kid. I don't remember why I liked it so much as a kid. Uh-huh. Maybe just because it had all the elements of the other two movies that were kind of exciting. Like, it had a lot of the, uh, I don't know, the conspiracy elements of the second one. Uh-huh. And uh, I guess, like, the event, the action sequences of the first yeah. And it ends on, on that whole uh, three-test thing, which is still pretty neat, but yeah. maybe not as neat well, as the, the opening The penitent man will pass. The penitent man kneels. Yeah. And he drops. And rolls. I, I don't know how like ducking and rolling necessarily translates to real to, to uh, kneeling, because <laughs> if I had been in that place, I would have just been like, the penitent man kneels, and I just would have knelt and gotten sliced in half by the one that came up <laughs> from the floor. Yep. But, uh... <laughs> So good on Indiana Jones for like figuring that one out, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he put a, he put a weird twist on kneeling. So what else have I uh, been into this uh, this week? I, I watched, as I already mentioned, uh, the uh, Full Metal Jacket. Uh, I just watched uh, Sympathy for Lady Vengeance last night, which was the third of the uh, the Vengeance trilogy, which I don't know the director's name on. Mm, me <laughs> uh, Old Boy was the second in that, and uh, I've heard of Old Boy. Old Boy was a pretty big phenomenon. Had this really interesting action sequence yeah. fight scene where it was all one continuous shot of this guy fighting off all these dudes in a hallway with a hammer. Okay. And it was, like, sideways, so, like, the hallway was, like, the widescreen image. 
Right. Like from ceiling to floor, kind of. Like yeah. a, like like you were looking inside of a dollhouse or something. That's cool. Yeah. It was really neat. You should check that out. Never seen it. And uh, I think that's about it for me. Uh, I feel like I'm missing something important. Well, I know what we've both been doing this last week, and I guess that will get us into our main topic. Uh, but uh, I think we should take a break before we get into L.A. Noir. Yeah, yeah. So. By the way, I forgot to mention Kudos back here. Oh yeah. How you doing there, Kudos? Hanging in there. <laughs> All right. Kudos uh, was playing some L.A. Noir with us. Uh, that's true. I'm sure he'll talk a, a bunch about that once. Yeah, he's got back. his own like uh, customized PlayStation controller for it dolphins. It fits over his beak. That's uh, what that's called, a beak, right? Yeah. It looks like a Robin Hood hat. <laughs> yeah, it it does. Yeah, uh, he always complains he looks kind of dorky in it, but I don't know. He's a dolphin. Right. Anyway, uh, we'll be back. Standing by. really fast uh we really left kudos out of the first segment of this show it was yeah. really we know you're big fans of kudos out there well, he was in the back of his tank and uh you know yeah he's i don't know he's like, just uh, chilling i don't think he really wanted to say anything well, all right not well, too talkative today are you kudos <laughs> I got it, and I 
like didn't know how to hook that up to my television, so I called up Nintendo. Yeah, remember people were like killing each other for those things. Yeah, yeah, and I, and they like walked me through hooking it up, and I just remember the moment where I had Super Mario sixty four in there, uh-huh. and like where Mario's three dimensional face pops up. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm in the future. <laughs> like you can was, stretch you, his face. Yeah, it was just like it's a me, a Mario. Mm-hmm. And it was Hello. A, <laughs> yeah, do you remember? <laughs> getting too far on a tangent here, but do you remember if you just left his character sitting there, he would eventually fall asleep and then start talking about pasta in his sleep? <laughs> yeah. You'd be like rigatoni, <laughs> macaroni, <laughs> lasagna. Yeah, it was great. But, uh, oh man, now you play a 64 and everything, but, everything's just made of squares. <laughs> I, I, I still think it looks alright, but 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 uh, but La Noire just like puts it to shame. Like they use they developed a whole new technology Definitely. for facial capture. It's things. like it like puts you walking down the street in real life to shame. Yeah, yeah, it, you can just explore that town and enjoy it in the exact same way that you can just enjoy walking through an actual downtown area. Even more so because you're in the past. And you, you like, are in the past, too. Like, uh, it was all taken from uh, aerial photographs that this one photographer, like, took in, like, the 30s and stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, they literally mapped out, like, I'm pretty sure, like, 90% of, like, actual L.A. Yeah. From these aerial photographs. And, and from pictures taken, like, of, like, almost every building in L.A. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, and there's no highways and stuff because the time period. And I've heard that eventually... There's some business about, like, the highways and about, like... They mentioned uh, freeways getting built, like, uh, I don't know if they actually do... Uh-huh. Well, I don't think they actually build the freeways, but I think they talk yeah. about it. it. Kind of like in a... It's a plot point, much like it was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah? <laughs> to pull out Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, a, a whole lot like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Eleanor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, they should just go ahead and use this same software to make a Who Framed Roger Rabbit game. <laughs> oh, man. They could get Bob Hoskins and everything. <laughs> oh, man, that would be crazy. Yeah, so uh, but the, the new technology that they developed, apparently we were playing uh, Enslaved uh, a couple weeks ago, right? and that had some really great facial animation, and it was really interesting for me to just say, like, the acting in this game is terrific. And yeah. just from that game to this game, I mean, this game, L.A. Noir puts Enslaved to shame like in terms of the facial animation, they have somehow managed to cross the uncanny valley and come out intact on the other side. Yeah. Apparently, like whereas most most facial capture comes uh, is basically treated the same way they do any motion capture, like where people wear suits of little ping pong balls. Mm-hmm. Basically, they have a, a close up of a face and they have little balls actually on the person's face and they act like that and it yeah. controls the 3D model. Like they draw them on. In this, they actually just had a ton of cameras in basically a box, and the actor sticks their head into this box, and, and they actually have to put makeup and shit on, yeah. because they, they actually will appear as they did in the box. It's just like a straight-up 3D recreation of whatever is in that box. Right. And so you get to see, like, wrinkles in the forehead. On some box. Yeah, the wrinkles in the forehead. And, and the neck. Even, even their necks, yeah. You can see, like, their neck muscles moving. Yeah, it, it is fantastic. It is just amazing watching that game. I mean, I've been playing it for a good, you know, eight hours, and still, playing that game, sometimes I just have to stop and just be like, wow. Yeah, like, if you're on top of a hill or something, you just have to, like, stop and, like, take a look at the skyline and everything. It's, yeah. It's just beautiful. Yeah, everything in that game looks great. Just the animation, the non-facial animation, like, the running animation is terrific. The shadows and the reflections, they got down really good. Like, uh, when you're driving down the street, you can see the reflections of the, the buildings going past well, you've on been, top of the Well, they've been doing car. that on cars, uh, on games that involve cars for a while. Yeah, but, but still, they, just, they haven't, like, hit it. how solid the world feels. It just feels so consistent. Uh-huh. Like, just everything feels, it's, it's so engrossing. Yeah. It's like you are tr- time traveling. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wish I was, like, an 80-year-old dude who was actually around back then, like, watching this video game. I bet he would, like, start crying. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that's the street I grew up on, you know? Oh, man. Yeah. That's my house. And even somebody... I mean, L.A. is, you know, used in a lot of movies, and even as just uh, people who consume a lot of movies, like Windsor and I, Mm. we start recognizing stuff from the movies, like... There was this one apartment we were in where we were like, is this where the Big Lebowski was living? Where, where, where I, the I dude still think lived? it was. I still think we should look that up. Yeah, we should definitely look that up. Because, uh, you know, uh, anybody who's a big fan of Big Lebowski, and if you aren't, then who the hell are you? Stop listening. Yeah. And, uh, no, but there was this one part where it was like part of the story. You had to go into this uh, apartment complex, and uh, first thing I noticed was the apartment complex is the dude's apartment complex from the Big Lebowski. It was very similar. I, I still think it might have been a different one, but it was clearly, like, it might have been the same architect or something. Yeah, they, they might have made a couple of those, like, the same 
buildings. Like, it was probably, like, a neighborhood full of those buildings. But it is just amazing. Like, I feel like it's going to be difficult talking about this game just because it's going to be hard to get past. That game is amazing. Yeah, it's so cool. It is so cool, that game. You should go play that. Yeah. Like, no matter like right how few moon, bu- moon bucks you have lying around, like, uh, gather them up, stick them on your moon buck credit card, mm-hmm. and, uh, and go down to your local moon Walmart, I suppose. Which is where we picked up ours, right? Yes. Yeah. So it came with some bonus materials that we haven't gotten to look at. I got my hat. I have still not managed to hook my PS3 back up to the PlayStation Network after that long down. Yeah, how about had. that? Yeah, well, it appears to be fixed. I hear it's still down in Japan. Because the, uh, government, <laughs> the government will not okay them getting back on the internet until they've like explained what happened. Those poor Japanese. Yeah, always being attacked by Godzilla and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, but, uh... I don't know. We I don't think we can recommend this game strongly enough. No, no. You wanna you wanna give it like a letter grade, even though you don't really need to. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a A. A. Yeah. You could I, give it an A plus. If I you don't. I don't to. think I give A pluses. I think A pluses are not an actual rating. Yeah. Just like there's no F minus. Really. I've been thinking about this. Yeah. And so I'm, actually, all those A pluses I got and was happy about in school. They didn't really mean anything, is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, th- there was, like, extra credit back then. Remember, you could get, like, four points extra, and then you'd have, like, 104? Yeah. I don't think we're going to do that. Right. I-, I I can't really think of what I'm going to give it, like, uh, number-wise, because I can't really think of anything wrong with it. I- 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 I'll give- I'm going to give it a 99.8. Was it on the scale of 1 to 10? On a scale of 1 to 10. No, no, let's see. Uh, maybe a 9.8. Okay. Just, just because I, I can, I, I, I could just give it a ten. You want to just give it a ten? I'm gonna give it a ten. All right. Our rating, our official rating for the Lunar Media broadcast is a ten. Or an A. So Holford liked it less than I did. What? No, no, no. A, a ten is an A. A ten is an A plus. No. Okay. An A would be like a nine point. Listen. Here, here that goes. Eight. Ten is A. Eight is B. Six is C. Four is D. Uh-huh. Wait, no, shit. Three is F, two is F minus. <laughs> I all think right. you're going to have to give it an A plus. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You know what? A plus it is. All right. I will give out a rare A plus for this one. I'm going to have to change that blog post that I was working on now. Ah, <laughs> uh, whatever. But, uh, so, I don't know. Uh, what else do we want to talk about in regards to this game? Uh, everything, when you walk through plants, it's real cool. Yeah, just the way they move around. It's just the little things that you keep noticing. The, the actors in it, there's a lot of Mad Men actors in it. Yeah, I like noticed. the whole cast, aside from, uh, what's his face? John Hamm. John Hamm. Pretty much. I'm pretty sure more will show up. Yeah, Yo, you Hamm. know who I was playing, who I saw while I was playing yesterday? You weren't here? Nah. Biff. Oh, no way! Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Biff. I'm, Biff I'm, Tannen? I'm almost positive it was Biff Tannen. I don't know his real name. Do you know his real name? Let's Google that at some point. We'll come back to you next week with who Biff Tannen is. Yeah, name. who Biff Tannen is. He, he has this cool video out. Uh, I don't know. Somebody showed it to me. He's singing about uh, uh, being in Back to the Future. Uh-huh. It's like a song about people asking him about Michael J. Fox. Apparently he's nice. Thomas F. Wilson is the name of the uh, Thomas actor. F. Wilson. What did I do? He was in, uh, he was in Big Love. Uh-huh. He was the, the radio guy on Big Love. He's been in a couple things. Uh, you know, I'm looking. I'm looking at his Wikipedia real fast, and I'm not a hundred percent sure he was actually in the game. But somebody that looked like Biff. <laughs> really? It doesn't say. Uh, they just have a filmography here. There's no video gameography, unfortunately. Well, it's probably like the last thing he did, so it's probably at the end of each. Yeah, the last episode. thing here is 2009. He was apparently in the Informant. I didn't see that. Um. Oh, he was in Batman: The Brave and the Bold. Uh, was he? Sportsmaster and Catman. Huh. So, do we have much else to say about L.A. Noir right now? I, I feel like we do, and I feel like we should. Uh, you want to take a quick break, and we'll come back with a little bit more L.A. Noir. Okay, let's get show. our heads together, because I'm, 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 I'm mind-boggled still by L.A. Noir. It's just, it's, it's hypnotic. Yeah. Game. Anyway, so we'll be back. Standing by. Definitely, even if you don't have 
a PS3, go get one just to play on Noir. It's that kind of game. Yeah, and I, I think the PS3 version is the superior one. On the Xbox 360, I've heard there's some graphical glitches, and it's on three DVDs. Yeah. Which is nuts. Yeah. Yeah, one thing I want to reiterate is uh, it's not your standard GTA. You can't, like, fly in a helicopter. No, you can't fly in helicopters, I'm pretty not sure. Not as far as I know. No, you can't, you can't get jetpacks or missile launchers or anything. Yeah, but there's, there's no kill sprees. You know, you really don't miss it. Sometimes you want to, but then you're just like, it would take away from just the beauty of the whole and, game. And honestly, just because of the realism of the game, it is still pretty satisfying just going around wrecking havoc in your classic cars. You will destroy a lot of classic cars in this game. Yeah, yeah, you can still take any car you want. Yeah, which, which is cool, because uh, mm -hmm. sometimes it's fun to drive an ambulance. Or yeah, whatever. like, uh, when you take them from other people, like, you, you open up the door and you're like, I need this car, I'm a police officer. Which I usually do as revenge for them having hit me. Yeah, yeah, that's that, true. That's happened a few times to me so far, where it's just like, that guy hit me, I am taking his car and crashing it into something. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, so, let's uh, end up, and we'll go to uh, our listener mail. What's that? Let's end up. Yeah, so... <laughs> Let's end up at listener mail. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, what, what listener mail have we got for us this week? Uh, uh, listener mail this week comes from a one Aurelian Rodriguez from Serenity Plantation. Ah, Serenity Plantation. What do they grow there? Bananas? Uh, probably weed. Okay. Awesome. Uh, anyway, Aurelian has to say, As the only lunar media station, I think it's your duty to represent the moon. Why don't you throw in more cultural references to the agricultural republic of the moon? How about our good old moon cows? Yeah, well, we could talk about moon cows, I guess. Yeah, but, and we could talk about the agricultural republic of the moon, which we have nothing to do with, by the way. Right, that, right. That's on the completely other side of the moon. Yeah. Uh, we actually don't like those guys, don't yeah. take kindly to them much. And, gotta say, we don't take kindly to nobody from No Serenity Plantation either. What? But they wrote us mail. Yeah, but... Go F yourself, Serenity Plantation. Well, do we have any interesting stories about moon cows? Ah, uh, they're green. Yeah. There was that time that we got drunk and uh, turned over a couple of them. Yep. Chris yeah. Farley style. Yeah, it was pretty fun. That's kind of fun. Don't remember They look it much. all surprised. Agricultural Republic of the Moon. I gotta say, thumbs down. You can't see my thumb, but... <laughs> <laughs> Nicely we, we, we beat their hockey team like ten times. Yeah, yeah. Space hockey. Uh, anyway, so I think that just about does it for the Lunar Media broadcast. Uh, if you want your questions to be read on the air, please do write us, and we do appreciate it, right, Windsor? Right, right, right. And uh, and kudos, do you appreciate it when people write in? Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, write into us at lunarmediabroadcast at gmail.com. That address again is lunarmediabroadcast at gmail.com. That's it, too. You don't want to bring up anything else? Not that I can think of. Oh, somebody's uh, ringing our moon uh, door. So uh, that about does it. We'll see you next week. Later, folks. Nicely we, we, we.